Welcome to the USA Hockey Magazine podcast with your host, editor of USA Hockey Magazine, Harry Thompson. Welcome to another USA Hockey Magazine podcast. Uh, never uh, an easy day when you interview one of the game's uh, best players, but more importantly, best people who uh, has decided to uh, to uh, hang up his competitive skates. Uh, but today we're talking with Steve Cash, who earlier announced his retirement from the game after a career like nobody else. 16 years backstopping the U.S. National Sled Team. His accomplishments are just too many to name here. So, uh, But, uh, Steve, thanks for taking the time to talk today. Oh, thanks for having me, Harry. It's a pleasure. You know, Steve, I know that probably the only thing you, you like more than being scored upon is, is, is talking about yourself. When you sit back and, and, uh, and you think about, about a career, 16 years, I mean, and to finally decide it was time to call it a day, uh, what went through your mind? Um, so it's been a decision in the making for quite some time. Um, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint exactly when I was contemplating it. Um, this year especially has been uh, tough on me. Uh, you know, like last season was um, difficult for everybody. And, you know, I I was kind of, I felt like there were days where I wasn't able to get through, but, you know, just like everyone else, we were able to tough it out and, um, and get through it. But, you know, like I said, throughout the summer, I've kind of been juggling with the idea. Winning world championships was um, a great way to kind of call it, call an end to it. But on the day that I decided, you know, that um, I just couldn't continue any longer, it was it was bittersweet. I uh, I don't, you know, I don't hold any resentment against myself for the decision. But I know that um, there's a lot of things um, that I feel that are left unaccomplished. Um, even though I know I look back on. A, a great career with with the guys and with some amazing teams that I've had in front of me. But um, you know, there's always going to be that uh, the voice in the back of my mind telling me that I could have pushed a little bit longer. But I think it was best for me um, and my future, um, and just a decision that it clearly wasn't an easy one. But you know, I, uh, at the end of the day, I think I'm happy with it. Oh, no question. I don't think that, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what else you, you could accomplish in the sport uh, that you haven't already done. But how did you um, how did you break the news to your teammates, and what was their reaction? So um, I initially had talked to uh, Dan Brennan, our general manager, and Coach David Hoff, and told them first and foremost and thanked them for everything that they had done for me. Um, and, you know, I uh, wasn't able to talk to Coach Corey, um, unfortunately, and, uh, but I was able to send an email out to everybody and let them know that, you know, even though uh, for right now it's, uh, it seems like goodbye, it isn't, it's always going to be see you later. Um, and so, you know, I, I know that um, I have some great relationships in that locker room with those guys and even – some of the guys that are um, just now coming onto the team, um, I know that they're great teammates, and you know, I was, you know, I wish I'd been able to form a bond with them too. But um, I just let everybody know that you know I appreciate what they've done for me because I wouldn't be in the, the spot I am without them, and they've done everything that they can to make sure that you know I could do 
the, my job to the best of my abilities and um, there's there's really no way that I can repay them for that and there's also no way that I can uh, repay the sport of hockey for what it's done for me so I'm still going to be involved I'm still going to um, do what I can to help the sport grow and um, show the next generation that anything is possible uh, if you put your eyes on it you know, you like you, you you use the phrase "you did it to the best of your ability," and this is where I uh, I hopefully don't embarrass you too much here. But for those who who don't know much about your uh, incredible career, uh, four Paralympic uh, appearances, uh, three gold medals, uh, one bronze, eight World Championships, a, a 150 contests with Team USA, uh, 103, 16. 7 and 33 record, uh, career goals against average of 1.22 and an 898 save percentage. <laughs> uh, just an amazing, an amazing career. Uh, is there any one tournament or accomplishment that really stands out in your mind, something that really, that you hold above any other? I would honestly say um, the, the Torino games were a really a real eye opener for me because um, everything had happened so fast. You know, I got in the sled in like September, late of 2004. Six months later, I'm on the national team with you know adults that were in, in the sled for you know for 10 years, 12 years plus, and so. Um, I was really uh, a David amongst the Wyatts, I felt. And so going to the Torino games and seeing, like, the big names that I was hearing for a year and a half, Billy Bridges and seeing Joe Howard and, uh, you know, seeing guys like Manny Dara and the Sleds, like, in the Paralympics. Um, and then just getting that experience under my belt, um, I can look back and, I just remember um, feeling that camaraderie that I actually felt like I belonged to a team wholeheartedly for the first time. And, you know, that's not to discredit, you know, the stand-up teams that I've been on. I had some great teammates that um, really support, still support me to this day from, from back then. Um, but, you know, the sled community went, really lent, uh, you know, kind of uh, an aspect to my life that, cherish forever and so uh, being at those games and seeing that that you can showcase your disability and um, turn it into something that uh, people don't necessarily realize you can do uh, was great for me to see even if um, I didn't get too much playing time it was uh, it was a perspective that I had gained at that point that um, you know I can look back on and just think man it, uh, you know that was the beginning of just a, a great journey for myself. Uh, no, no question. Well, speaking of the beginning, I think the first time you and I crossed paths, you were playing with the the Dasa St. Louis Blues um, back in the early two thousands. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about that program and uh, you know what it meant for you to uh, to help you uh, find your passion and your love for uh, sled hockey? Yeah. Uh, DASA, which is uh, short for the Disabled Athlete Sports Association, is uh, was formed um, back in the 90s here in St. Louis by uh, Kelly Bellman, who um, still runs the program, and um, just she just does an amazing job, including 
athletes of all disabilities and she likes to call us differently abled which you know i think uh, should be a term that's adopted worldwide because it's so true but she firmly believes that um you can get an athlete in a sled or in a racing chair or in a power chair and kind of let them um, figure it out themselves but at the same time um, gain an appreciation for themselves that uh, they wouldn't have gained otherwise and um, the things that she does here in St. Louis it helps grow the disabled community it helps folks become more independent and uh, gain more freedom and um, that's no different than what uh, program did for me you know back in 2004 when I first came on um, uh, Mike Dowling who had coached the team back then um, and recruited me um, he was a big factor in uh, in my decision to um, actually take the leap and try out for the national team so you know I have him to thank uh, more than more than anyone I know um, for even starting the journey um, but yeah just the program has really helped me evolve into, um, into you know, not just a, a goalie that um, that I wanted to be, but also have that uh, that competitive edge. Because if I didn't have them, you know, I don't know that I'd be that I'd be able to to skate on the ice with half the guys that I've been able to share the ice with. And you know, they have a very competitive program to this day. And I just can't wait to see um, other 14, 15-year-olds that were in my position back then coming up to achieve their dreams because of what DAS has done for them today. No, no question. Well, Mike, Mike Dowling is uh, he's one of the true good guys in, in hockey, and, and obviously there's no shortage of, of those. But uh, Mike Dowling, is a, he's an amazing guy, and uh, he's, he's done a lot for, the, for, for hockey on so many levels. Uh, you, you talked about you know the next the next generation. It's could, have you given much thought to how far the the sport has come in terms of uh, the popularity and in terms of the uh, the opportunities that it provides for uh, for for both boys and girls to play. Yeah, it's um, it's come a long way. Uh, you know, obviously um, the sport kind of evolves with its time. Um, I can speak for here in the United States, how it's grown leaps and bounds thanks to programs like DASA and organizations like the, the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee and organizations like USA Hockey that um, really buy into the sport and um, what it does for people and, you know, their um, independence and, and their achieving their dreams. And, you know, it's, I, I feel that it's grown exponentially. It does that. Um, with exposure through um, media, obviously, but um, also through word of mouth. You know, it's I see I'll see like um, someone at the gym who uh, has a disability, and like I'll walk up to them and just see if they're interested. And I know that we got guys on our team that do that as well. And whenever people see the sport and they see that, okay, like my limitations aren't necessarily what I thought they used to be. Um, you know, they immediately get interested and they want to come out and, and try out the sport. And I think that's starting to happen everywhere where sled hockey is not just like people don't think it's like a misnomer where, um, okay, it's for people with disabilities, there's no way that it's competitive. There's no way that it's fast paced. There's no way that, um, 
you know, I'd ever want to do that. Uh, it's getting to a point where um, you have standout players, these these great athletes, you know, like Declan Farmer and Brody Roybal and Josh Pauls that um, are making a name for the sport and allowing people to see it in a way that they've never been able to see otherwise. Um, that's also helping the sport gain traction. You know, not just speaking from talent standpoint, but numbers standpoint. We're seeing teams that are being added to, like, the, um, the Nationals uh, every year that, um, you know, in numbers that, we, that we've never seen before. And so I think that just speaks volumes to um, where the sports come from. And I'm really excited uh, to see where the sport's going, you know, five, ten years from now. Um, I just hope that it can be um, even bigger than what it is now in our country and all over the world. Because um, uh, if, if you've never seen it before, uh, trust me, um, you're missing out. Absolutely, I was just gonna. I was gonna say that that uh, if, if you think it's slow, if you think it's slow paced, and you think it's not intense, uh, I, I defy you to you know go watch a U.S. Canada game or even a even a USA intra squad scrimmage, and and you'll see you'll see some of the most intense hockey action anywhere. Um, hey Steve, what? A lot of times when people retire from the sport, they say that the thing they'll miss most is the locker room and the camaraderie with their teammates. The U.S. sled team is one of the most tight-knit groups of people I've ever been around, starting with the with the staff, the coaches, and then the players. Uh, what, what's your thoughts, I mean, you know, about just when, how much you're going to miss just being around uh, uh, your friends and teammates? It's something that it's hard to put into words. You know, I get chills just thinking about all the great times I've had and, um, you know, like being around just some some really um, class act people, it's you know it's it's uh, like it's it's all part of the equation. You know, it's not just what we do on the ice, it's not just what we do at home. It's um, how we interact with each other off the ice and during meals and um, in the locker room. And you know, it's uh, it's part of the recipe for success that I think is uh, very underrated in a lot of programs because, you know, if you have players that don't get along with each other, you have players that think that if they're above the, above the you know, the principles of the team, then the, that team might not get too far. And it's going to be a lot harder to have the success that you want. And so being in a locker room with, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18 other guys who I know are going to have my back at any moment. Um, it just makes it a lot easier, and it made it a lot easier to get out on the ice and go to battle with them. You know, I'll certainly miss that part of it, and I'll miss, um, you know, as much as I'll miss playing. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it's it's not a goodbye. It's see you later. Like, I'm still going to, um, you know, be involved in other ways. I'm going to make sure that I'm reaching out to the guys and seeing how things are going and, um, you know, it's probably going to bring back memories whenever I see um, those games come on in March. Uh, but it, trust me, they're going to be good memories. It's it's not going to be um, from a place of jealousy or resentment. It's going to be, you know, I was lucky enough to to share the ice and share a locker room with these great people. Um, and uh, you know, it's th- those that are in the sled hockey community know that it's filled with a bunch of great human beings. 
Um, and, you know, I was blessed to be a part of that. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, you've, you've alluded to it a couple of times, Steve, uh, staying involved in the sport. Uh, would would you like to um, after maybe I don't know if you take some time just take some time away from the game but would you like to get back into the game as a, in a kind of a coaching capacity and if so would you do you do you think you're you'd be more interested in like being back at the grassroots level or maybe working with national team goalies or maybe a combination of both or yeah I think I'd like to do um, a combination you know I was. Uh, like I've, I've been contemplating, um, like putting together and like some stuff for uh, for potential national team goalies, but also ones that are just starting out. Um, you know, me and Jim Lee have worked closely on um, things like that, and you know, we're hoping to to get something firm off the ground. Um, you know, it's not going to be some time this season because um, he's still uh, traveling and training with the team um, with his eyes set on Beijing. But, um, you know, we're hoping that uh, we'll be able to get something going. Um, I know that between the two of us, we have a lot of knowledge. We have a lot of skill sets that um, we can impose on others, impart on others. And, um, you know, that's definitely something that I'll be taking an interest in. Uh, and we'll see kind of what capacity it adheres it, it itself to. But, uh, you know, if I can help just one bully um, get to the next level, then, you know, I'll be happy. But, um, you know, if, at this point, I'm still going to be reflecting on um, my career and um, just trying to, to piece together, um, you know, a good a good storybook that um, helps me, you know, come to peace with my decision, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, for, for those out there, uh, maybe you could add this to your storybook. Uh, in 15 games of Paralympic play, you've allowed just three goals, including in 2010 when you led the U.S. to uh, gold in Vancouver, five shutouts in five games. So, you know, the Easily one of the one of the greatest uh, goalies in USA hockey history, not to mention one of the best people. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for the time and thanks for all the memories, man. It's been it's been great to watch you play. Thanks, Harry. Uh, I've always appreciated you and what you've done for our sport. Um, I know that you're one of the best in the biz, so just keep doing what you do, okay? All right. Well, thank you, Steve, and thanks everybody for another USA Hockey Magazine podcast. This has been the USA Hockey Magazine Podcast.